Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be talking about Jalen Brown breaking the bank. Also, I'll be talking about Bronny James' health scare, as well as a warning issued to Dame Lillard and his people. Wedding bells are ringing, and a new broadcast team for NBA basketball on ESPN. And other little tidbits as well. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys. So we're back with the All Things Basketball with GD podcast with your boy GD, of course. And the previous episode, we talked about podcasts and all these guys with the different podcasts and so forth so I had mentioned other news that I wanted to talk about so this episode will be about that news about Jalen Brown breaking the bank as well as other happenings in the NBA wedding bells everything I'll talk about it so let's get into it guys so first news item Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics Signing a record-breaking contract. Five years, $304 million. Good gracious, that's a lot. It's the Supermax extension. And he was able to sign for this amount because it got triggered by him making the All-NBA team. So that's why it's such an exorbitant amount of money. So this was something that was in his contract. So he was able to get this kind of Supermax. Making him the highest paid player in the NBA. It breaks down as such. The first year, $52 million, Then the second year, 56 Then 60 Then 64 Then up to about $70 million his last year of his deal. When he signed his deal, he signed it amongst his Juice Foundation as well as his Bridge Foundation as well with the campers there. And in attendance was Dr. John Carlos. We know him, civil rights activist. And we know him from 1968 Olympics where he won the bronze medal in the 200 meters. And then on the podium... Him and Tommy Smith gets the black power sign. So he was in attendance there. And during the press conference, Jalen Brown, very humble young man. He says he wants to continue his work in the community of Boston. Also, he wants to bring Black Wall Street to Boston. So it's not just him taking in the money. He wants to do things to better his city. So kudos to him in that regard. Definitely kudos to him. And there were whispers on whether they would resign Jalen. There was a lot of trade rumors swirling around, particularly around Damian Lillard. So he had that going on. But in the end, Boston resigns their player. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, is he really deserved to be the highest paid player and so forth? I mean, if the contract kicks it forth that it's this type of money, Boston has one of two choices. Either re-sign him or let him walk. He's a player that is, you want to say, 
at least top 15 player in the league. So you don't let those kind of guys just walk out the door without some kind of equal compensation, which I don't know if you would have got anyway. But Jalen Brown is a guy who has helped this Boston franchise in past years. His showing in last year's playoff, not so good. But you can attribute that. He had an injury-littered season last season. He, You know, he was wearing the mask and so on and so forth. So I expect him to be motivated with this contract. He's not a guy who's going to rest on his laurels. He's going to show up and hopefully for Boston show out. So Boston does the right thing by him. The only thing with signing such a deal is, and this is in two regards, you sign Jalen to this type of deal. What do you sign Jason Tatum to, who's really your franchise player? So there's that question. Right now, he has three more years, two years in a player option at $32.6 million. After that, $34.8 million. And then in his player option year, he has $37 million. So, you know, that's a discussion for down the road, but it's worth noting, guys. So file that away for a later date. But then there's pressure on them now to deliver on the title. You can't skirt that issue. So the pressure's on Boston right now to stand and deliver during those five years that you have Jalen. They got to deliver it. I mean, at least the next three years. Now that you brought Kristaps Porzingis into the mix, you still have a Derek White. You still have Malcolm Brogdon, provided he's healthy. You always got to add that to him. Al Horford, who's not getting any younger. He's 37 now. Robert Williams III, who has had his myriad of injuries that he's dealing with. So, pressure's on Boston. So, again, I congratulate Jalen Brown for getting such a lofty deal. But now the real work begins. That's the first bit of news. Bronny James, son of LeBron James, goes into cardiac arrest at University of Southern California, USC practice on july 25th so he goes into cardiac arrest he goes to cedar sinai medical center and you know the doctors work on him and so forth and thankfully he's discharged two days later so it was an episode with his heart and so forth but thankfully he was able to get out the hospital so definitely prayers were definitely sent up on behalf of the LeBron James family and seemed like those prayers were answered. So, And then LeBron posted a video on Instagram of Bronny at home playing the piano. So he thanked everyone for their prayers and their kind thoughts towards his son and their family. So he did the classy thing, of course, with LeBron. When you hear news like that, of course, the immediate thought, people of a certain age, they think of Hank Gavers, who was with the University of Loyola Marymount when he collapsed on the court and would subsequently pass away. And you think about Reggie Lewis as well, another person who had sort of that sort of episode. And also bears in mind also a person who just helped his team win a championship, Jeff Green. He had his share of heart issues. So you're thankful Bronny came out of this. But definitely it bears watching, of course, to see what happens there in regard to his health. 
But, of course, we send love, light, and prayers towards Bronnie James and the James family there. So, so that's that bit of news. Speaking of LeBron James, Lakers owner Jeannie Buss announced that LeBron's jersey will be hoisted into the Raptors. In another note, LeBron is actually switching back to the number 23 jersey in honor of the late Bill Russell because it was announced by the league that they were retiring that number from the league, the number six. So LeBron doing the honorable thing is switching back to 23. So this is just another reason for people to run to the shelves and buy them a LeBron jersey now that he switched back to 23. So, But I want to double back to G. Buss saying that she's going to retire LeBron's jersey. Actually, that's not really news. I, that's something I figured that would happen anyway, to be honest with you. In fact, I believe he'll probably have his jersey retired by three franchises. The Los Angeles Lakers, of course, the Cleveland Cavaliers, I think with the Miami Heat. So he'll have his jersey retired in all three of those spots, I believe. It makes sense for Jeannie Buss to do that. You know, there's some people that'll say, oh, but he's not a Laker, quote unquote. But you just retired Paul Gasol's jersey, and he wasn't a lifelong Laker, but he was instrumental in bringing those couple of championships there along with Kobe Bryant, of course. So, I mean, what are we doing here? This is LeBron James who, oh, by the way, in a Laker jersey, he went and became the all-time leading scorer in history. So, why not retire his jersey there? So... You know, some of these Laker fans, you know, these purest Laker fans, you're kind of talking out both sides of your mouth with that. It wasn't of no big surprise. I figured they would do this. So kudos to Jeannie Buss for letting it be known. But to me, it was a fait accompli, to be honest. But like I said, the Laker purists are getting their panties in a bunch over it. They need to get over it. Anyhow, so that's that bit of news there. The NBA issues a warning to Dame Lillard and his agent Aaron Goodwin that they will honor Dame's contract no matter where he gets traded to. This is big news, guys. The NBA obviously grew tired of the talk. I mean, they weren't tired of Dame axing out. I guess privately they probably are. But the fact that he says, I only want to go here here being the Miami Heat I only want to play for this franchise when and you know I've been saying it for the longest time Dame you don't have a no trade clause in your contract so they can send you to the Detroit Pistons they can send you to the Utah Jazz and if they have the assets they'll deal you there and you just have to go and play it may not be ideal but you have to honor your contract simple as that I guess the NBA grew tired of, I guess it was more so the agent than Dame himself saying these things. So in this statement, they pretty much said Dame, but they were zeroing in on the agent. So NBA issued their warning and we'll see what happens with that. I tell you who's relieved by this warning and that's the GM for Portland, Joe Cronin. 
Joe Cronin now can operate in the best interests of the team. He wants a package that, again, in these kind of deals, it's hard to get equal value, but at least get some assets for the future. So this kind of puts him in a better place as far as bargaining and so forth to bring back a reasonable haul back for Damian Lillard. We'll see what happens with that, but the NBA hasn't made it known to Damon his people. Wherever you go, honor that contract. So, I mean, kudos to the league for doing that. I know some people say, you know, it's kind of heavy-handed, so forth, but the problem is not him requesting the trade, although I'm sure that's a problem too, but it's the fact that I have to go to this place. That's where the trouble lies. So kudos to the league for making that warning. That's that bit of news. Let me move on. Wedding bells are ringing. Few NBA players got married in the offseason here. Joel Embiid, Trey Young, Jalen Brunson, Isaiah Hartenstein. These are a few of the guys that got married over the summer here. And kudos to these guys. And of course, with Joel Embiid, everybody was looking for James Harden being at the wedding. Word has it, he was over there with little baby, one of those babies. I can't even keep up with all the babies that's in the hip-hop field these days. Needless to say, he was not present at Joel Embiid's wedding. Take with that what you will. And then at Jalen Brunson's wedding, they were like, Oh, where's Julius Randle? Then you see a picture of Julius Randle, and he's in sneakers, because remember, his ankle is still on the men, and people got something to say about that. The man just had surgery on his ankle, and he probably can't wear any tight shoes or anything like that. He got to wear something comfortable, so there it is. You know, some of these Nick fans just got to complain about everything. But the man was there at the wedding, and that's all that matters. So we'll leave that where it is. Also, Frank Kaminsky, he got married. He married Ashley Brewer, formerly of ESPN. She was amongst those who got laid off as of recently. I'll talk about that in a few seconds. Then you got engagements. Luka Doncic, he's engaged now, so... He's scheduled to be married. We'll see what happens there. And then in the WNBA, during the All-Star Weekend, uh, Alyssa Thomas, she proposes to teammate Dewana Bonner while they're in Vegas for the All-Star Weekend. So they're engaged. So that makes an interesting dynamic in the locker room. So now they're engaged. So... So with all this, we send congratulations to everybody So that's that bit of news. Then, speaking of ESPN, ESPN now has a new number one broadcast team for the NBA. That's Mike Breen, Doris Burke, and now Doc Rivers. Out is Jeff Van Gundy, and then we find out a few days ago, Mark Jackson also, he is out as well. And in terms of former players that were let go as of recently, my guy Jalen Rose, and then also LaFonso Ellis, he does college basketball for them. And actually, Mark Jackson, he issued a statement, and these are his words. This morning, unexpectedly, I was informed that my services were no longer needed at ESPN. Although shocked and dismayed with the suddenness of all of it, 
I would like to thank ESPN and the staff of the NBA ESPN crew for allowing me to be a part of the organization for the past 15 plus years. I would also like to thank the NBA fans watching at home and in arenas throughout the league for your support. To the NBA, a heartfelt thank you for allowing a kid to continue to accomplish his dream. Mark Jackson doing the classy thing and issuing such a statement there. And like I said, Jeff Van Gundy, he's out as well. So two-thirds of your number one team is out. And a lot of people are trying to figure out what ESPN is doing. You hear all this Pat McAfee talk. You hear about Shannon Sharp. Supposedly they're saying, oh, they're clearing the deck so they can sign these guys. Uh, that's rumor innuendo. We'll see. But let's really zone in on this new broadcast team now. Doris Burke, who's paid her dues, guys. She's paid her dues. She started broadcasting in 1990. She started with her alma mater, University of Providence. Oh, by the way, she played four years at Providence as a point guard for them. So this is somebody who's not just walking into the booth wet behind the ears. She actually played the game. So and as a point guard as well. And she began working at ESPN in 1991. She became a regular analyst in 1997 and she was part of the B team with Mark Jones for many years and now she gets to be in the number one chair as an analyst. Let me say this to the Neanderthals, to the knuckle draggers. This woman has earned her spot. She's paid her dues. She's very knowledgeable of the game. You know, I see these comments, oh, she sucks, this and that. You know, there's just such a misogynistic sort of feel in the air these days. And you gotta hate on women thriving in these sort of situations there. She's earned a right to that seat, guys. Now, if this was a man with the same credentials and they got the number one spot, you wouldn't hear a peep. So, y'all can miss me with that. Doris Burke, congratulations to you for getting this shot. I know you'll do well. You know what you're talking about. You know the game well. So, we'll see how it goes. Doc Rivers, this is not his first rodeo. Before he got back into coaching, he was doing this same sort of work as an analyst. So, he's not new to this. My only caveat is... What happens when somebody comes along and offer him a job? Because you know somebody's going to offer him a job again. Then what do you do at ESPN? So you have that. And then there's Mike Breen, who, you know, he's had a rapport with Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy for 15 years. Even beyond that, because as him being the voice of the New York Knicks, he knows these guys very well. Put him kind of in a precarious situation, but Mike Breen is a pro. He's a Hall of Famer, so he'll be able to, he, he doesn't have a huge ego. He'll allow these new voices to thrive, so I don't expect too much of a rough patch with a Mike Breen on the scene. 
But again, Mike's a pro. He'll take it on the chin, but he'll keep moving forward. So those are your changes there with the number one broadcast team for ESPN. So that's that bit of news. Then we come to Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal. The last episode, I talked about Julius Irving and his list and how his list, you know, catered to the people that he watched as well as the people he played against. So, Shaquille O'Neal issued his list. I'll give you his list. His second team, so he has a first team and a second team. Second team, Steph Curry, Allen Iverson, Tim Duncan, Carl Malone, and Isaiah Thomas. That's his second team with an honorable mention of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. His first team, not really a surprise here, Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Shaquille O'Neal. So you have 11 players, basically. So it's not really as top 10 as a top 11. Now, what do all these players outside of Steph Curry have in common? These are players that Shaquille either played with or played against. Played against Magic all the way up to LeBron James, so... Here's my problem with his list. I know I said in the last broadcast, it's his opinion. And this is Shaq's opinion. But you can't put yourself on the list, Shaq. I understand. I get it. (laughs) That's just Shaq being Shaq. But you can't put yourself on the list. You can't do it. That's my only caveat with the list. Otherwise, it's a good list. You know, he had Kareem to be an honorable mention. Although he should just put him as the first team center, but I digress. And the only thing with this list, as opposed to Julius' list, there's no Bill Russell, who he very much admires. No Wilt Chamberlain. No Oscar Robinson. No Jerry West. No Julius Irvin, who he always said is an idol of his. He didn't make the list, so... You know, with these lists, again, it's it's subjective. Let's let's just say that. But kudos to Shaquille for putting out a list. You just didn't need to put yourself on it, but that that's a subject for another day. So that is Shaq's top 11, because you can't, can't even call it a top 10, because he added an extra person. So there's that. One other thing I wanted to mention... I was listening to my guys, Rick Kamla and Antonio Daniels. They do the Give and Go show. They had a pretty nice segment on there today where they talked about the best nicknames, the best NBA nicknames, and then the worst NBA nicknames. And then they even had a list for today. It's summertime. You got to fill your show with content. I thought that this was pretty good. So they had their lists. I thought it'd be pretty neat to have my own list. So here it is, guys. My best nicknames. First, I'll give you my honorable mentions. AK-47, and that's Andre Kirilenka, of course, of the Utah Jazz. And then later, he joins the Brooklyn Nets. Pistol Pete Maravich, of course, from his days with LSU, and then... Of course, coming into the league with Atlanta, then he goes to New Orleans, and then eventually gets to the Boston Celtics. And he 
missed the championship by one year. He retired in 80. They win it in 81. The Diesel. The Diesel, of course, is Shaquille O'Neal, although he has a plethora of nicknames, but the Diesel is the one I prefer to go with. The Black Mamba, of course, that's Kobe Bryant. And then my last one, Clyde the Glide Drexler. So, so with that said, that's honorable mentions right there. My top five best nicknames. Number five, the Admiral. David Robinson, of course, of the San Antonio Spurs. I always thought that was such a fitting nickname for him, being that, of course, coming out of Navy, of course. Number four, one of my favorites, George Gervin, the Iceman, of course, of San Antonio Spurs fame. Number three, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, of course, got a whole sneaker line behind that and so forth. Number two, Magic Irvin Magic Johnson, just fitting all the things he could do with the basketball, of course. Laker legend. And then number one, Dr. J. Julius Irving. Who else can it be? A name he got his earliest high school and it just stuck with him ever since. So, Julius Irving, he's my number one nickname. Worst nickname, my top five. Number five, The Whopper. The Whopper was Billy Pulse. Billy Pulse, he started out in the ABA, then he later comes to the NBA. In fact, he was on a couple of those ABA championship teams with the New York Nets. Number four, Melvin Turpin, otherwise known as Dinner Bell Mel. Because <laughs> they basically say he ate his way out of the league, so not too thrilled with that nickname. Number three, Dennis Rodman, also known as Worm. Could have came up with a better nickname than that. I can think of a million other nicknames, but Worm associated with Dennis Rodman. Not the greatest of nicknames. Number two, Baby Jordan for Harold Miner. And that puts such a strain on him as far as his NBA career goes. To have that label really hindered him, I thought. And then number one, Mr. Bill for Bill Cartwright. They mentioned medical Bill, uh, Rick Kamler did. But those in New York know him as Mr. Bill, which around the same time, Saturday Night Live had a character called Mr. Bill who would always seem to get himself in. He was like a clay character and he always gets squashed and so forth. So for Bill Cartwright to be associated with that kind of character, ugh. That name just didn't go. So so that's my worst ones. In terms of today's nicknames, number five for me, Steph Curry, Chef Curry. Always thought that was a clever nickname for him. Number four, Kawhi Leonard, known as the Claw, of course, for his defensive prowess. Number three, LeBron James, known as King James. Of course, pretty clever, of course. Number two, the Joker for Nikolai Jokic. And then number one, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek Freak. Those are my nicknames for today's players. So, so I thought again, I thought it was a pretty nice content for today for that show. So I figured I'd steal a little bit and use that for this show today. So, so with that said, that pretty much is it. 
There was the announcement about the end-season tournament that will take place in December. I'll talk about that further as we get further down the line, especially probably when the schedule comes out, because I'm sure a lot of the schedule will reflect that, so maybe I'll talk about it then. And then USA Basketball. We got international play guys. The FIBA World Cup will be taking place towards the end of the month, so we'll get to see USA Basketball. The USA team has a few of my Knicks on it. Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart is on there for the U.S. team. The Canadian team has R.J. Barrett there. And then your U.S. select team that will scrimmage against the USA team will have Quentin Grimes there. So a few Knicks will be playing in some capacity in the tournament. So I'll be definitely watching the tournament with a curious eye, of course. So... That's it, guys. That's all the news that's fit to print for this broadcast. So, once again, guys, I thank you as always for listening. All Things Basketball with GD.com. That's the website. Of course, YouTube, I'm there. All the platforms, social media, I'm all over the place. Twitter, you know, me and Twitter has beef, but I peek my head in there every once in a while. So. Anyhow, so that's it, guys. I thank you for listening as always. Much appreciated. Write reviews, guys. Write reviews on the website. Write reviews on YouTube. Like the videos when you see them on YouTube. I've been putting reels up there as well. Check those out as well. And on Apple, you can leave reviews on Apple because I'm on Apple Podcasts as well. So you can leave reviews there. All right, guys. So that's it. And we'll talk. Once the schedule comes out and then probably once this USA basketball gets underway. So, all right, guys, that's it. And we'll talk soon. Take care. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com to support this podcast you can go to my paypal and that email is that sports gd at gmail.com also on my anchor page i have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast i'm on all the major platforms like anchor spreaker google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, Castbox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also, you can find me on social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.